This is Paul Pachter, CEO of Long Island Cares, the Harry Chapin Food Bank, and welcome to another episode of Feed the Need, our weekly podcast where we talk about a lot of things. We talk about hunger and food insecurity. We talk about the nonprofits. We talk about current events, and hopefully we have an opportunity to provide you with some information, you are our listeners, that you haven't heard before. And our guest this morning, I am very, very pleased to introduce Catherine Fritz, who is the Chief Development Officer, Chief Development and Communication Officer for Long Island Cares. Catherine, thanks so much for being on the show. It's great to see you. Thanks for inviting me. Great studio audience. (laughs) (laughs) So, Catherine, I really wanted to have this opportunity to sit and talk to you for 20 minutes, really about fundraising and the work you do. Okay. In the nonprofit field, I don't know many nonprofit organizations that can either function, grow, or in general succeed without an active fundraising department. I would agree wholeheartedly. Why? Oh, there's so many reasons. Um, Fundraising encompasses more than really just raising money for the organization. It's raising awareness. It's talking to the people that are already giving, even if they know very little about what an organization does. They have to understand how the organization is using their money. They have to understand how the money then turns around and helps the community. So fundraising doesn't just touch on just the money. It's about mm-hmm. all the programs. It In Long Island, the case of Long Island Cares, it's the programs, it's the agencies. It's what we do that affects the root causes of hunger, that fights the root causes of hunger. For organizations across the board without fundraising, they're really, without money, there's no mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, without the mission, there is no money. So right. you really, fundraising has to bridge that gap between the two things. You, in my opinion, and I know in the opinion of many others, you are one of the most talented uh, leaders within the philanthropic community on Long Island. And we are so lucky to have you at Long Island Cares, you and the team that you've assembled. When you set out to approach fundraising, especially working with a staff of, uh, you know, eight other people, what, what are you looking at in terms of, you know, the, the priority, how you're going to make an ask, what you hope to accomplish, and then we'll get into some other issues. Sure. So overall, I look at really the strategy for what the organization wants to accomplish in a given year, in a given mm-hmm. time period. That's not just the bottom line dollar. It's what do we want to do in the community? How are we looking to help people? What programs are we looking to expand and why? It really is looking at the entire strategy and mission of the organization, but also I always have to keep in mind the vision of my CEO, what's on sort of on that horizon. So when the team approaches it, we're not just looking at this month we have to raise X number of dollars. It's what do we have to raise by the end of the year and how will the programs expand because of it? Mm-hmm. It's also what's the three-year plan, what's the five-year plan. Mm-hmm. We always have to keep in mind what our visionary CEO has on the forefront, that's always something we think about. It's We know we can't raise all of those dollars to get us to that horizon, but we always have to be looking there. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about cultivating donors. Mm-hmm. You know, people that aren't familiar with development work uh, probably wouldn't be that familiar with the concept of cultivating donors. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, it takes more than, you know, as we say, it takes more than food to feed the hungry. It takes more than just an ask to get a donation, especially a sizable donation. So talk a little bit about cultivating donors, new donors. Yep. So you would when you talk about cultivation, you can't just talk about the cultivation. It's what in the fundraising language we call stewardship moves mm-hmm. management. They're all fancy words for building relationships. That's really what it comes down to. What does cultivation mean? It's building a relationship with an individual. We know that people often give to people, not necessarily the organization. Mm -hmm. So if you establish a good relationship with your donor, whether it's a corporate donor, a foundation, an individual, they have to understand you first. You have to be open and and communicative. It's not just about the ask. Um, Anyone can make an ask. Mm -hmm. The problem with not building that relationship with the donor is if you make an ask, you say, great, thank you. You send them that one time IRS receipt, you know, the the Mm -hmm. formidable you have to do this receipt, and then you never talk to them again until you're making the next ask. If you're doing if you're doing that kind of fundraising, you're losing always. You're Mm -hmm. not building that relationship. You're not engaging that donor with the mission of the organization. They may not even understand how their money is spent. They may not know much about the organization. They will see a commercial, they'll see some marketing piece, and they'll go, Oh, I I give to a good organization, Mm -hmm. and maybe once a year they write that check. Right. Maybe when you make the ask, they'll write a check. But if you don't learn to understand the donor's motivation for giving, what brought them to your organization, mm-hmm. what keeps them there, and what excites them. You know, that's part of building that relationship to make sure you're always kind of growing that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, there are donors that don't have the means to make a bigger gift. But if you don't have that relationship and let them understand what we're doing, they may not ever make another gift. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a $10 gift or a right. $5 gift. If they don't know what you're doing with that $5, you're never going to get them back. Which also brings me in uh, to another issue, and that is it's not just about cultivating new donors. It's about nurturing and keeping in communication with your active donors. Correct. And what are you, what is Long Island Cares doing to continue to nurture donors and recognize those whose contributions have really made a difference? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So when when we're talking about any donors, whether they're new, whether they're a renewal donor, of course, we always say thank you. The Like the first thing we always say is thank you. And we're not going to thank them once. We're going to thank them multiple times. Mm-hmm. But in those thank you conversation is always and here's what we were able to do with your money. Well, again, whether it's $5, whether it's $5 million, right. here's how we spent your money. Here's the outcomes. You know, mm-hmm. really important to donors to see what goes on in the community. So to help us do that, it's individual communication. It's a phone call. It's a handwritten letter. It's a note from the CEO, mm-hmm. a phone call. But it's also newsletters. So we currently do a quarterly newsletter where we we don't, talk about the successes. Hey, we raised, you know, $10 million or we had this great event. It's really mm-hmm. about the people that we served so that our donors are seeing how they directly affect the community, how their gift made a difference to someone in the community. I like to say we take Long Island Cares out of those communications sometimes mm-hmm. and we talk about how you, the donor, impacted this individual's life, how you made it possible for them to put food on the table for their family. So that's a big piece of that communication, making sure the donor understands that while we may be the conduit mm-hmm. for their donation, it's their impact that they're making on the community. It's probably the most effective way to tell a donor how their giving continues to affect the community. 
So it's through newsletters. We do email blasts. We have a very um, aggressive, I guess, social campaign to make sure people are seeing things differently, too. Not everyone wants to be communicated the same. Mm -hmm. Newsletters work for some people. Phone calls work for some people. Texts work for some people. Right now, social media, pictures, and video, video Mm -hmm. especially, is becoming more popular. We've seen how social media actually just took some backlash (laughs) because some, some things like Instagram, which used to be just photo sharing, Mm -hmm. have now gone to video. There are people that want to just see photos. They want to be able to see what happens. So having a really great visual of a family getting food or a family participating in one of our programs, um, you know, Kids Cafe or something like that, is going to have a bigger impact sometimes for those people in Mm -hmm. a story. One of the things that uh, you brought to Long Island Cares when when you joined us, you did completely reimagine our newsletter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, as you said, it's not about focusing in on so much the donor and taking pictures of someone giving you a large, you know, (laughs) blow up check. It's really about telling the donor what the donation has done, what the outcome is. And there are so many examples of what we've done with uh, the financial support that we receive Mm -hmm. Uh, and it really has turned things around. I mean, there are literally people who contact us wanting to know when the next newsletter is going to mm-hmm. be mailed out because it's not just reading about themselves and their generosity. It's reading about other donors and what they've been able uh, to, you know, make happen for mm-hmm. Long Island Cares. Talk a little bit about their individual donors, mm-hmm. uh, people that write checks, you know, in their own checkbook. Uh, then there are corporate donors. How important is it for a development director or development staff to nurture corporate donors? And it is, is it a different approach with corporate donors or potential corporate donors uh, versus individual donors? Yes, there is definitely a different way to approach a corporate donor because there's a you know, there's typically a mindset of a corporation, um, a strategy for a corporation of why they make charitable giving. For an individual, it's, you know, it, sometimes it's self-serving because they want recognition for a gift. Sometimes it's altruistic. They give because they have the means and they feel that this is what they need to do. Some people give, um, you know, especially in religious organizations, it's because it's, you know, it's an expectation and they mm-hmm. understand that tithing is is a thing that they have to do. So individuals are very different. You kind of have to key into what that individual wants. With a corporation, you're looking at a group of individuals. Right. Sometimes it's directed from a CEO, you know, or a corporate philanthropy committee or, or something, but it's typically, it's more of the culture of the organization. So it's a, it's the, the corporate culture of what, you know, what does it mean to them to give? Mm-hmm. What does it philanthropy mean to them? Sometimes corporations are, literally, they just want that name up. You know, right. you know, they want to see their sponsor name up. So for those, you know, some of those, that check presentation, the big check presentation is really important to them. And the conversation we have with them is we're happy to do that. Mm-hmm. We're happy to do the big check presentation and have everyone in the picture and, you know, make sure that we, you know, are utilizing that in some way. What I prefer to do is say, let's talk about what that check did. Let's not put a, you know, a static check with 
your CEO, my CEO, mm-hmm. the program person, you know, 14 other people standing behind a check, you know, with big numbers, because that doesn't impact donors. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't impact that corporation's own constituency, their vendors, the people that utilize their services as much as a story about how that corporation then came to Long Island Cares and helped helped pack food, or how that gift was turned around and went right out to the community. Those are the stories that are much better. So I prefer, rather than the check presentation, mm-hmm. is to have a picture of them volunteering in some way. Sure. And oftentimes with corporations, that is part of the corporate culture. Mm-hmm. They want to give employees, because again, it's not an individual, it's a group of individuals. Right. How does that impact the community? And, and for a corporation, they get bigger bang for their buck to mm-hmm. use the term. Sure. You know, it's not just about that donation and what they did for Long Island Cares. Mm-hmm. But their own customers are seeing it and they're saying, oh, you know, well, I supported this company and now I see them giving back to the community. They're likely to use that company more. There's a lot of studies about things like cause-related marketing that says if you go into a store and you see two water bottles and one has a charitable logo on it Mm -hmm. because they give back to an organization and one doesn't, people are going to choose that company that gives back. Sure, of course. And, you know, what you're describing is something that, you know, we do a lot of uh, talking about in the nonprofit field, and that is corporate social responsibility. Mm -hmm. And we know that there are some very large corporations in the United States, easily, you know, coming to mind, Amazon and Bank of America, and, you know, it goes on and on and on when it comes to corporate social responsibility and causes that the corporation would support it's not just about writing a check. Uh, you and your staff are heavily involved, as you said, corporate stewardship, uh, reaching out to third-party donors, reaching out to the foundations. Uh, it's not just about uh, you know an earmarking a donation for a special program. There's special events. Uh, talk a little bit about the range of different ways that we go about raising money at Long Island Cares. Sure. So it, it oh gosh, it, there's so many different <laughs> ways. It's it's hard to, you know, kind of nail everything down, but it's certainly, you know, again, that's that giving back. Yes, it's cash. You know, we say cash is king. Mm-hmm. An organization can take a monetary donation and use it in so many different ways. You know, we, we call that it's sort of the 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 golden ticket that mm-hmm. uh, general operating expenses right. it allows the organization to use it where it is much needed where it's most needed in that particular time period so for long island cares during the pandemic that was food you know we needed right. we needed funding for food and that was the messaging that we gave to donors is please give us your donation allow us to use it for mm-hmm. food because that is such a huge need right now for some organizations that, you know, that doesn't tickle their fancy. You know, mm-hmm. they want other ways to give. So sometimes it is. They want to get involved with a special event. They want to give something back to the employees. So being involved in something like the Markham Challenge, mm-hmm. which we just did, yeah. and, you know, great donor has been a wonderful relationship for us. But it gives corporations a time for their employees to gather together. So it's team building. Um, you know, it's it's a way to kind of gather people together off time and give them some time to enjoy each other. Um, it's volunteering in the warehouse. It's, you know, being able to see maybe that company gave money. Now they've turned, we've turned it into food mm-hmm. and now they're packing food up and seeing it go back out in the community. Right. So it's a different way to give. There's, you know, we, that's part of developing that relationship. What is important to the company? Um, one of the questions I always ask, whether it's a company, whether it's an individual, whether it's a foundation, 
is what's your philanthropic ideals? You know, what's the most important thing for you when you're giving to a charity? What do you want to see from the charity? Oftentimes with the corporation, it's how to use our, our money. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, you know, what's the outcome? What was the effect on the community? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, you know, I, I don't really need to know. I just need to know that my money's being spent sure. efficiently. You know, where Long Island Cares has a very long history of being fiscally responsible. We know exactly where the dollar is spent. We can turn around that information and for a big corporation who's really, they're looking at bottom line. They want to make mm-hmm. sure that dollar goes as far as possible to, to serve people. So we really need to develop that relationship and find out what is important to that donor. Again, whether it's a corporation, a foundation, or an individual, what's the most important thing to you? Because that differs across the board. I certainly believe uh, that donors want to donate to organizations, nonprofit organizations, that are transparent mm-hmm. in their use of the money. You know, so if you say that there's a donor that wants to make a $25,000 donation to our Vets Work program, they're going to want to know how many veterans are placed in employment, how many sustain employment for a certain amount of time and beyond. Uh, I think they also want to know what the challenges are, you know, in the program so that if they're considering a follow-up donation at some time, they have an idea of what our needs are. You alluded a little bit a minute ago about the different types of donations that are made uh, to an organization Mm -hmm. such as ours. And I was wondering if you could address the uh, differences between donations that are made, uh, that are unrestricted, Mm -hmm. and those donations that are restricted. I think a lot of people feel, well, someone donates, you know, $5 to your organization, you can do whatever you want with that money. Mm But then there are also foundations and corporations that have their own missions that may complement the mission of Long Island Cares, but they want to see that money invested in something specific. So talk a little bit about that and uh, how we set out, you know, is, is there a formula that we have at Long Island Cares that says we need this much unrestricted money this year versus restricted? Talk about that. Sure. So uh, restricted versus unrestricted is, you know, it's that... That question we get asked a lot, um, typically foundations and um, corporations are more interested in being able to make a restricted gift. And what does a restricted gift mean? It just means that we use it for a very specific thing, mm-hmm. whether that thing is we only want this money to be used to purchase food or we only want this money to be used for capital improvements, buying a building, improving a building, purchasing a vehicle. Um, it, it, you know, it becomes a very fine line with what is best for the organization and what is best for the donor. So again, that's a conversation we need to have. So we may have a donor that says, well, I only give money to purchase vehicles. Mm -hmm. If Long Island Cares doesn't need another vehicle, if we have a full fleet of vehicles and they're all in great working condition, for us to take a gift and then say, all right, well, we'll buy another car. If that's really not going to affect the community, it's not good for the organization. So that's a conversation I have to have with the with the donor. Um, in my past life, interestingly, I had a donor who, you know, had a very specific thing. He was very interested in you know one specific area, and that's the only thing he wanted to make a donation mm-hmm. for. Well, the organization didn't do that. You know, that was not what we did. It was not part of our mission. It was not part of our vision. It wasn't. We would have to have created a whole new program in order to do this. And we had no data that said, well, this will directly affect the people that we serve. Mm. So that was a conversation I had to have and say, you know, I understand that this is important to you. Mm -hmm. I also understand it's important for you to affect the community. 
here's what we do already. Let's figure out in the things that we do already, what catches your eye? What do mm-hmm. you think is important? Right. How can we make your donation work to make sure that we're still affecting, in that case, it was the veteran community. Mm-hmm. I know you are, you know, believe that it's important to support veterans. We can't do this program. It's not our specialty. I don't have staff to do it. Mm-hmm. This is what we do, and this is how we affect donors. Occasionally, I've, I've, you know, I, I know that there are organizations that have had to say to a donor, we can't take that gift because we can't use it in the way you want mm-hmm. us to use it. It's just not going to work for the organization. I always try to find a way right. <laughs> to no, make sure. that donor's gift work. But again, it's, you know, it's important to the donor. This is hard-earned money, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they are very dedicated to what we do. And I want to make it fit for them because if I can do that, if I can work within their set of visions too, mm-hmm. then they're going to come back again and continue to support us. And what's good about that is you're offering a donor options. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one thing for the donor to hear, well, we don't have this type of program. It's not part of our mission right now, but there are other things we do that would address some of your concerns. And would you consider that? And I would imagine that a good percentage of the time, the donor agrees with you and is mm-hmm. willing to take the chance and, you know, support the good work that you do. So we just have to wait and see. Well, and that's that's something that we call in the, again, in the development world, moves management, how to move them to that next gift yep. and keep them moving forward. Oh, well, that's the signal, <laughs> Catherine. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but I definitely... Uh, want to have you back here because we just scratched the surface. And I think for uh, those individuals who are ready to be cultivated as donors and those that are considering making a contribution to Long Island Cares or any other nonprofit, uh, it would be important for them to hear what what you and I are talking about. So definitely, (laughs) (laughs) definitely, want to have you come back. Uh, Catherine Fritz, it's a pleasure Always uh, working with you, but great to have you on today's show. Thanks, Paul. So this is Paul Pachter, CEO of Long Island Cares, the Harry Chapin Food Bank. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This week's episode, we'll be uploading new episodes every Monday to our Feed the Need podcast. And we're going to be talking about a number of interesting uh, topics that we can dive into. So until next time, thank you so much and uh, stay tuned. We'll be back. We'll be back.